welcome back to the Life is a Party podcast where we are redefining black love and celebration. I am your host, Olivia DeSantos, and I'm joined here by my lovely co-host, Assumpta Vitku. Yes, hold in one. Woo. How are you doing this week? <laughs> I'm well, thank you. I'm super tired and a bit sleep deprived, but I'm good. The sun is shining in the UK. So yeah, super happy. How are I'm you? I'm so jealous. Like this week, this weekend has been so miserable. Well, not miserable, but like not as warm and lovely as it has been over the past couple of weeks. So you've like stolen our weather. Hooray! Um, (laughs) (laughs) It will probably rain next week. So hey, (laughs) let us enjoy while we can. That's true. That's true. I will will allow you this time because this is... This is very rare for us. But today is a fun episode. It's another special episode and we're actually on time this time. We're talking about it whilst other people are talking about it. (laughs) We're going to talk about the ultimatum, that hot mess of a show that I genuinely, honestly, sincerely think is one of the best series of television this year. (laughs) (laughs) That is a bit, that's a bit much. I don't know if I would dub it in quite the same way but it was a fascinating watch like car crash tv you just can't look away terrible but you cannot look away so much to talk about yeah it goes it's literally it's up there with like insecure for me and what (laughs) and i may destroy you like this was good television this was good, good television for me. And Fleabag, this is this is the pinnacle for, oh, wow. for me. Gosh. <laughs> I no, love me some reality TV. I really do. Yeah, Not even same. guilty. Well, yeah, I am guilty though. I feel I feel a bit guilty, like my guilty pleasure. If you are not aware of the ultimatum, it is a Netflix show in which one party of a relationship brings the other onto a show, onto this show specifically, and issues them an ultimatum, marry me or we break up. That's it. You either marry me at the end of this experiment or we break up. But what happens in between is that they get to experience a week or two weeks, whatever it is, of being with- Is it three weeks? Wow. Three weeks weeks of being with somebody else. Um, I did wonder how that was going to work initially. Um, It was fascinating that they paired them up with people that you could find a potential other partner all within that small group. I was like, how is this going to work? Yeah, it was really kudos to the producers and also to the, I hope, psychologists that they had involved. But um, some way, somehow, they were able to do a bit of a swap. It was like wife swap, really. And Mm -hmm. end up just experiencing marriage in quotes or just cohabiting and a relationship with somebody else and then they would come back to their partner after that time and experience some time with them and then you had to make a decision at the end whether you stay with your partner and you propose or you go your separate ways recipe for disaster i think so but also fantastic tv Absolutely. Yeah. And it was, I think the only thing that I was a little bit disappointed with, with the premise, like the structure of the show was that like these three weeks are supposed to be like a trial marriage. Yeah. And I wish that they added a little bit more structure as to Mm. what a marriage could actually entail. Because I think most people only 
they they kind of decided for themselves what that meant and for the most part they just thought of it as a physical thing like mm-hmm. you know well we we sleep in the same bed together we go on dates and stuff but it would have been good if like for example the producers sent a letter um every other day and it says okay this this emergency situation has happened how do you deal with it as a married couple um or how do you have the conversation about this thing that mm-hmm. you would have in 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 marriage i think that it would be good to put them through a bit more of a trial yeah you know actually force them to think about marriage in a more in a deeper way than just the physicality and having someone around all of the time and yeah. cooking and cleaning and things like that it would have been interest more interesting to me um yeah but... I agree actually that's a that's a very valid point I did think oh three weeks of marriage I thought to myself what the hell is that what does that even mean <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> a trial marriage for three weeks okay um basically what it was which is a trial relationship or cohabiting with somebody for three weeks. So I wouldn't necessarily call it a trial marriage. You make a very good point. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we have, we have, we're not going to go couple by couple as we did for the love is blind one. Although if you want to listen to that mess and that was a really fun episode. So listen to the previous podcast for that one. Um, we're going to kind of, there are lots of philosophical questions that were yes. raised in this tv show and that's why i say that i think it's a really good series because it just forced a lot of people to think about these things differently yes, I agree. Um, raise some great questions and the first point that we have that we both agree on which i'm surprised that i agree on um is that everyone in this show is far too young almost everyone. so young i'm trying to think who was older there was definitely someone over 30 um no well i, I think, think maybe so. hunter was over 30 yeah like hunter or nate or something two. yeah maybe hunter nate yeah. was 30 bang on 30 okay but um, obviously doesn't act like it i agree having said that i do feel like you could be in your 20s and get married but even though age wise so biologically they all seemed quite young my issue was more the way that they're thinking they were all too immature to be thinking about marriage i thought because i know i have some friends who got married in their 20s and and early or mid 20s but they were they seem far more prepared for marriage than this gaggle of i don't know people <laughs> they seem way they they seem way more prepared for it so that's not me saying that at 27, 28, 29, 24, some of them were like 24, 23, which was just crazy to me that you could, you should be hankering for marriage, like in such a desperate way. But um, yeah, I, I do know that there are, I have friends who were about 24, 23 when they got married. I have a friend who was 21 when she got married and she was mad responsible. Um, that was my first friend wedding to go to. I was 20, she was 21. Um, I th- it's definitely person specific, but on a whole, this group just did not seem like any of them should really have been trying to force somebody into marriage. Like it just didn't make sense. No. And I, I mean, obviously when I say this, I'm 
I I am this age group, right? I mean, yep. I think I'm a little bit older than some of the people here, most of them, because a lot of them were 26, 25, 24, yeah. 23, that kind of age. I'm 20, I'm just 27. Um, and then there were two men who were in their 30s. But otherwise, everyone else was in their proper mid-20s and below. And I am this age group. I don't think that I am an immature person. But I think that the ideas that they had about marriage, as you said, and just the the energy that they have around man- marriage is just so childish it was just so <laughs> it was so fairy tale and oh we're gonna have like five kids and it's gonna be you know so wonderful white picket fences and dogs and stuff and mm. I'm just like huh how much time have you spent with like married people as well like have you actually interviewed your because a lot of people had come from homes where there have been divorce and things like that have you spoken to your parents about what what marriage is like you know yeah. I've done this I've spoken to my parents about what marriage is like I've spoken to my grandparents about what marriage is like all of them have been um have had subsequent relationships after a breakdown of divorce and stuff because I think that they are the best people to ask these That's types true. of things um and I do want a really level head and I am a very dreamy person naturally so I use those conversations to bring me back down to earth as to the realities of marriage not saying that it always breaks up or whatever my nan has been in a happy marriage she's going to be celebrating 40 years this year oh wow 40 I want to say 40, yeah. Um, which is a long time, a really long <laughs> time. And I I was asking her honestly about, you know, how she managed to build a marriage that has that kind of longevity, why she decided to get married again and what the mar- what the merits are of marriage and what the difficulties are. I have those conversations with her so that I have a really realistic view of what I would be going into and I know what I need to be, pe- be prepared for. And if I'm prepared for it now or in a couple of years time, that's what I think that these people have not thought about. Like, are you actually prepared for this now? yeah you're you're I know it sounds really patronizing to say that people are too young but like you can be 34 and too young to take it on if you are not mentally prepared for it right so it doesn't it's not about the age it's about whether you are ready Mm -hmm. (laughs) I agree like you are (laughs) and there was a lot of rhetoric rhetoric around oh we've been together a year and a half we've been together two years And honestly, it floored me. It absolutely floored me because I thought, we're not talking five years. Nobody has stolen five, stolen, I say, like taken up five, ten, eight, whatever number of years. In those instances, I can imagine that your family and friends may be a bit like, "Uh, so what are you guys doing? Do you want to get married? Like people might be asking you those questions. 18 months in, two years in, and you're like giving ultimatums about a ring. That was just crazy to me very crazy especially is um that makes sense to me in a religious context so all my Mm -hmm. super religious friends if you are dating somebody at a particular age not necessarily when you're younger but if you're dating somebody in your 20s um for that amount of time because it's courting particular i'm going to take it from a christian standpoint because i am christian um Mm -hmm. people are going to wonder 
what are you doing? Because the, the goal of courting is always marriage. So if mm-hmm. within 18 months, two years, um, and you are both capable of getting married, and I mean, they some churches may encourage you to get married, even if somebody is studying, but in the churches I've experienced, they will give leeway for like, you know, get your education out of the way or if you're having a particularly hard time at work you're trying to build which will feed into another topic we're going to cover later by all means take your time before you you know get married especially because in christian settings um they will then encourage you to have children so once you get married because in theory you're supposed to be abstaining from sex before you get married so once you get married they assume you're going to be sleeping with each other so by virtue of that i'm catholic they don't believe in contraception you should have a child in theory, if all is just working in this dreamland way that they um, expect it to, in reality, we know things are not always that black and white. But if it were to work that way and you've done this prematurely, you are studying, as I said before, or you are still trying to work and build, you are going to have a hard time if you introduce a child or another person into that situation. So it was just fascinating to me that within such a short space of time, these ultimatums were being leveled and the other party had to like propose. Why? That's what I wanted to ask them all. I really just wanted to ask why? Why does this have to happen now? Especially if you are um, confident that this is your person. I'm In my experience in, in the real world, in reality, and my friends and acquaintances that I've seen, when these ultimatums or this desperation has kicked in, in a short time frame, it's usually because the per- they're not sure. Yeah. So they want they just that. Hold off. Yeah, they want that action to make the marriage, the proposal, to make the decision for them. Well, it's been decided we're getting married. So I can't leave. This is my. This has to be my person. I'm going to make it work. Whereas um, my friends who have had a long wait have waited with a lot more grace because they're like, if I marry you now, or if I marry you in five years, in ten years, it's still you. So whatever it takes for us to get there, I will wait and we'll build our life as we go, but it's still always going to be you. Um, I, as we then realized from the show, all of this came out as a result of a lot of insecurity and an uncertainty. That's when you start throwing these kind of accusations, like accusations, these questions so early in a relationship. <laughs> Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And it just felt like they just really wanted to hold on. Yeah. And this was a way of locking them down, literally like locking them down. Mm -hmm. But I also find like, so the point of everyone being too young on this show um, is also a gripe that I have with the production. This would have been so much more interesting with people in their mid thirties to early forties. Can you imagine like people who have been together for like 10 years Mm -hmm, and things mm -hmm. like that? And it's just like, okay, where is this ring? That would have been so much more interesting because you're dealing with different, um, different relationship dynamics. So we don't get to see very much, particularly on reality TV. They love, you know, the young, hot 20 year olds or whatever. Mm -hmm. But relationships get super interesting in that decade. Like the 30s to 40s, it gets really, really interesting. You know, talk to people who have been married before and then are serving an ultimatum to their next partner. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. That would have been so cool. There was a missed opportunity there to really dig into some interesting topics. So yeah, sort it out. Let's do it. Let's do another version. Producers, if you're listening and directors, if you do want to um, 
roll with our idea please feel free to get in touch we'll help you <laughs> yeah yeah and you know credit us we want to be <laughs> we will help you design a better show it will be fantastic okay so then we wanted to talk about the whole financially stable thing so Assumpter touched on this about you know being actually ready you know in a material sense mm-hmm. to be married so one of the things I thought was super interesting was that at the beginning you know many of the men who are babies these are like 20 25 yeah. 26 year olds really um were saying that they want to get their finances right before they get married and I think that's uh a very honest thing to say some of them did say that this was a cop-out towards the end but we'll come back to that and I remember when April in particular April's going to come up a lot in this by the way she's <laughs> she's fabulous um so I remember when April was talking to all of the guys and they kept on saying that you know I want to get my finances right and she thought it was a really you know cop-out thing to say like you know I don't need you to look after me I've got my own money blah 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 and so my big question was is it a bad thing for men but people in general anyone to want to be financially stable before they get married I don't think it's a bad thing but it also is an excuse that a lot of people use to get themselves out of these sticky situations um I believe your readiness is mostly an emotional and mental one as opposed to financial. But financials, financials are a huge part of why relationships break down. So I don't believe that you have to have a particular amount of money before you get married. However, I do think you need to be on the same page financially. And by that, I don't mean you're earning the same, but you both need to be okay with one person doesn't have money or this person does have money or I'm still building and I'm still growing. They need to be comfortable. In my experience, because some of my friends, partners in the past have used this same line. And when they force them to get married anyway, it does not bode well. If a man is using that excuse or any, or I should say it might not be an excuse for some, it's an excuse for some, it's a valid reason. In my experience, based on, because I'm in my 30s now, like my mid 30s, um, based on what I have seen over the years, when they have gotten them to get married anyway, it red flags, it always causes problems down the line. I think it's only worked for one or two of my friends. The rest, it, it just messes it up. Because really what the guy is saying to you is, I'm not ready. Doesn't care what mm-hmm. he's not ready with, he's not ready. So you should not make him get married because when they do, there's resentment, then there's financial issues anyway, because he doesn't feel like he's ready. One of my friends got married at the beginning of this year and Mm -hmm. he's been with his now wife for almost double the amount of time I've been with my husband. So when I got engaged, he was like, you're what? Because he had been with his partner for years at that point and he was like, have you told her? I'm like, no, like, because he didn't want her to know because he knew she would then be looking at him like, how the hell is she engaged before us? And now uh, this year I would have been married five years and he's only just getting married. But some of the reasoning that he gave us at the time, he wanted to um, get his money up or whatever. Bearing in mind, he earned more than me and my husband at the time. He already had a house. He already had like certain things in place that to other people would 
mean that you are ready for marriage but he was not ready and thank god she did not push him she waited patiently because like i said before whether it's five years 10 years 15 years i think they've been together almost 10 years at this point she knew it was him and he had assured her although a lot of us were starting to waver we were like is he serious but he had told her like it's you i'm not going anywhere i will marry you i will just marry you when i'm ready that it's coming, but I have to be ready. And at least now we know, and she knows that he married her at a time when he was ready and he wasn't forced into it. He wasn't pushed into it. He's in it for the long haul. But if he had gotten married five years ago, I don't know where they'd be now because he might, that resentment might've been growing and brewing and all of that, which is the issue I have with these couples. A lot of the guys, and as you said, one of them did, or a couple of them did say, yeah, it's a cop-out, it's an excuse. My parents have been married 37 years and known each other for over 40. They met when they were in university and they got married in their early twenties. Both of them had nothing. They were building together, but that didn't stop my father from wanting to marry my mother. His family members told him he was too young. They were like, you can't get married now. (laughs) They said to him like, are you sure you want to get married? And his line, I will never forget it. Cause I've like you, I've asked my parents so many questions. Cause I want to know, I wanted to understand. And so that I would know I was ready when the time came. And he said to his family members that were like, no, you're too young, blah, blah, blah. And imagine this in an African context, he grew up in Nigeria. He just said to his yeah. aunties and uncles, he was like, I wasn't asking you for your permission. I was telling you I'm getting married. And I was like, what? <laughs> Mike's drop moment. <laughs> yeah, he just told them straight out, like, I'm not asking you anything. I'm telling you I'm getting married. Nobody, like, this isn't a discussion or a dialogue. Like, I am telling you. And he was just like, yeah, and I did. I just did everything myself. Like, if you want to help, help. But otherwise, this is happening whether you like it or not. And, you know, wow, um, wonderful for them. Like, it's actually worked out. And a bunch of his friends, a few of his friends who got married around the same time, um, that they also knew from uni, like my godparents, they're still married now. And people thought they were all a bit crazy because they were all in their like, they're like 23, 24, 25, those sorts of ages. And it's mm-hmm. lasted. But that, I don't know if it, it also has an element of that first love, young love, nonsense. I say nonsense only because I didn't marry my first love. But yeah, um, I think there's loads of different reasons why that worked. But my mum always told me that she, some of her friends thought she was crazy because he had no money. He was a doctor, but mm-hmm. he was like, you know, fresh out of uni, you're getting paid peanuts and he has nothing. And then there were other guys who were trying to talk to her who had like money. There was this one man that they, cause back then it was not necessarily arranged, but you know, someone would know someone and they'd be like, oh, we know this girl, she's awesome, blah, blah, blah. And so some guy came from America who had money and wanted to like marry her and stuff. And she said, no. Um, so people thought she was mad. It's like, well, so I asked her, how did you, stick with dad apart from love because love is not like it's not enough to make any relationship or marriage work and she Mm -hmm. said something that has always stuck with me and stuck with me during my dating um time as well she said i well i loved your father and i knew what he was capable of in the sense that she kind of married potential but as we all know potential isn't always realized she said but the important thing in that equation is i knew myself She was like, I could rely on myself. So irrespective of whatever the hell he was doing, I knew I would be okay. And I could make it okay for both of us if necessary. 
So if you are one of those women that isn't prepared to work and in case the uh, your your partner, men, man or woman, I should say, if you are a person that wants to be taken care of at all times and never want that balance to shift, you're going to be you're going to have to marry somebody who is stable and has um, a kind of like backup multiple backups so if something happens to them or you know they've got a pot somewhere where you your standard of living will not change she was okay because she's a hard worker she just knew she was just like irrespective of what's happening I know I'm gonna be okay and I found that so profound I was like that's really interesting for you at like whatever age you were to know that you know he's like smart and you see he's hardworking and you believe that he will get somewhere but if he doesn't you will get the two of you there and I was just like, oh, that's so yeah. fascinating. And it, it did play out in practice because when they moved here, um, I say here to the UK, they moved from Nigeria to the UK. My mum was born in the UK, but she was raised in Nigeria. And so when they moved because like the economy was tanking a bit and you know they had me and my brother, um, she ended up working like two jobs and he was working but not getting paid because he needed to amass like certain hours and you know get all of this and people again told her she was mad i wouldn't be working for any man to not be bringing any money home she heard she heard it all they made fun of her they laughed at her and now those same people come back and are like oh wow how did you know she's like she says the same thing again she's like <laughs> i didn't know but i knew me i knew that i i would have us if nothing else and so yeah, it was a really interesting situation because when I think about it, I'm like, could I have been working that hard and have a man that was bringing home no money? I think I probably could have because he wasn't working for nothing. Like he was still working in the hospital, but he had to do all this work in the hopes of a job, in the hopes of whatever. And thankfully it worked out for them. Um, but a lot of yeah. people, men, women, whoever, like a lot of people do not have the foresight or the strength of character, or the perseverance and patience to just see that through, especially now in so the age where we can see what everybody is doing, you'll feel left behind. Like you can see that people are having fun. Granted, at the time she could see people were having fun, they'd go to parties on the weekend, but you can only see that within your community, the people that are like mm -hmm. right in front of your face. Now I can see people on the other side of the world are having fun, as well as the people down the street from me and my immediate community and my friends. You can see everybody, it feels like you're falling behind. So I think that might have had a part to play with this show. It's like, oh, all these people around me are becoming wives. And so why can't I be a wife too? But like, are you ready in sickness and in health, um, you know, for richer for poorer all of those things that they say are you really ready to put that into practice the only person that was honest about it I forget her name um this is not a well is a cat I don't want to give any spoilers a character in this show did say like you need to be earning good money <laughs> granted yeah. later she, when she was able at the reunion she did quantify that and qualify and say actually I do earn, like I look after myself but I want to be with somebody who can look after me too so you know yeah. fair play to her and all but I think people just need to know themselves you just need to know what you can and cannot tolerate what you do and do not want yeah no I mean I I mean first we should talk about spoilers though we should do spoilers because Everyone should just watch the show. Watch the show and then yeah, come back to this. Exactly. <laughs> Press pause, go and binge, and then come back. 
and then come back because it is it is actually properly worth your time it will make you think even though it is trash tv it will make you think and i like that um i think that's fascinating that emotional intelligence that your that your mom had at that time Mm -hmm. being so young as well to be like i've got us but also the emotional intelligence of your father because patriarchy is going to patriarchy yeah Mm -hmm. so I have a feeling that if some of these men that were on this show, if their wives were the ones that were taking care of them, that had to take over at some point of their marriage, it would really bruise their egos. Yeah. And this is why. For sure. I was like, so when I wrote this question, you know, is it a bad thing for men to want to be financially stable? It's because I've been in a relationship where he didn't have a job for Mm -hmm a couple of it was a long time that he was unemployed and it didn't bother me but it really bothered him so the fact that I was paying for stuff and I I was very young at the time so I think I was 19 he was 22 23 something like that um and it was a long relationship and financially for most of a relationship I was the person who had more Mm-hmm. And considering that I was a student, then that's not very much. But obviously that yeah. didn't bother me very much. But it really bothered him. And it made him treat me in a certain way um, that ultimately made the relationship break down. On both, on both sides for sure. But it was a very difficult dynamic to be in. So I've always had, I've, I've always kind of agreed that, yeah, I would prefer that that person has a sense of financial stability before we get married because I'm not doing that again. Yeah. I'm not having that that bruised ego, that feeling like, you know, you know, or they, they feel like they're less of a man or something because I'm paying for stuff. I'm not dealing with that again. I'm happy to do it, but mm. the person needs to be fine with me doing it. You know what I yeah. mean? So I've always been on that side just because of my own traumas around this. Now, that's not to say that I could find someone that is, you know, level enough that, you know, I'll take care of you sometimes or you'll take care of me sometimes. And if something happens, I'm happy for you to take over. I'd be into that. But I've just never found, never <laughs> met anyone like that, right? Um, so that's one element of it. Um, the other element, though, which I, which is why I'm starting to agree with your side that it is a little bit of a cop-out, and it is just saying that they're not ready, is that at what point is financially stable? Yeah, good question. It could just keep increasing, (laughs) couldn't it? Like like you said, your friend had- That's what I was Was making good money, had a house, all that kind of thing. So so what is this line? Where is this financially stable line? Is it just gonna keep on going up? Like it could just keep going up indefinitely. Yeah, he had more money than most. Like he earned more than the average. He owned a property in their relationship. She bought a property. Like they were doing really well. Like, what is it? <laughs> this is what you're using, but you're just not ready. Let's just say that. Let's Rather yeah. than hinge it on finances, unless you're trying to buy a mansion or something, which they're not, she's moved into his house. Like you're still in your house. Unless you're trying to do that. Like, what is it that you are trying to amass here? What, what I don't, I did, didn't make sense to any of us, but we just kind of left him be. Occasionally, from a female perspective, I had words with him. One of our other friends had words with him because we were all just like, 
are you going to keep this woman hanging on forever? Like, are you gen- I only asked him once because I, I know his personality and I trust him. I just said, just, are you going to marry her? Because he, he, I knew he wouldn't lie. And he said, yes. And that was it. I never asked again. Whereas other people were always nagging. I just, I just trusted him and he did. He's just one of those people that n- it needed to happen in his time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another friend of mine, the other friend that had asked him as well, um, we have our m- a mutual friend. She had been with her fiance, well, her husband for X amount of years. Can't remember what it was, maybe like five. They also met at uni. So they got married young, but mm-hmm. they had been together a number of years because of like when they met and then they started their working lives and all of that. So she really wanted to get married. And mm-hmm. because that's when a bunch of our friends started to get, or people we knew started getting married, the young ones that got married and they're all Christian. Um, yeah. It was then kind of like, so when are you going to propose? And loads of people started asking him. And then when she started asking him, uh, I think she asked him and he was like, if you ask me again, I'm going to add, I'm going to add another year to it. (laughs) (laughs) And she thought he was kidding. And well, not that she thought he was kidding. Maybe she didn't think he was serious. She asked and he added another year to the proposal yeah and he did stick no, it out no I agree um, I would do that because it I was like that sure. I, I was and you know take me at my word I have assured you like it's you it doesn't matter when it's ha- it's happening just let me do it when I'm ready and uh, yeah. they've been married for ages now like I think this year or next year is 10 years this, oh wow yeah yeah, yeah. it's been a while but I remember that period of time. Like I wasn't close to her then, but it was an issue. I say issue. It was a topic of conversation for the mutual friends we had. Like now I'm closer to her. Um, But it was just so funny at the time because now we look back on it and I'm like, you were so young. What was the rush? And now look, you've been together 10 years. You know, they've got two beautiful children, but it's just fascinating. I think it's just the pressure also from cult, like culturally. You've gone to university, you've graduated. Okay, you have this person here. Um, yes, you're working, but you can do this while you're married. Just just get married. Why aren't you married? <laughs> married, 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 get engaged, married, married. I was at a family funeral and somebody had the audacity in my 20s to be like, so when are you getting married? You're getting old. He says to me, you're getting old now. You know, just find anybody was the line he used. And so I stood up and I moved tables. This was like the bit after the church service. Like we've just laid this person to rest and now you're coming at me with, when are you getting married? You're not my father, leave me alone. (laughs) Just some random uncle. And so I sat on another table and he was like, oh, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I just want to sit with my cousins, but also I don't want to be asked about marriage. Like, leave me alone. I'm not worried. Should I be worried? (laughs) Yeah. I'm so I'm so glad I don't come from a family who pressures me at all no one's asking me about you know relationships or kids or anything actually Mm. I think they would all rather that I don't (laughs) (laughs) because then it it comes into focus how old they are but also like also because of our family histories and stuff like that they're just like they're actually really in support of the life that I live they're Mm. really in support of me being independent and having my own business and stuff and doing things my way which I'm really really thankful for but with the financial question just to come back to it I think the only reason that I would accept it is to do with our next point Mm -hmm. which is about having children yeah 
And if you were intending to have children, then I would, I understand if you want to have children very soon after you get mm-hmm. married, that you would want a certain amount there. Mm-hmm. Now, for everyone who's watched the show, which I hope that you've watched the show already, um, this point is about, is it Nate and Lauren? Yes. Ooh. <sighs> What a fascinating couple. Yeah, what a fascinating couple. Um, And we missed an opportunity, really. I'm really upset that we didn't get to really dive into it a bit more with them. Because they left the show really early. Because if if you've watched the show, you know this. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Lauren was about to go into the experiment. You know, they're at the the big table where they're about to do the wife swap thing. Um... And someone has said, had declared that they really like Lauren and that they would like to spend the next three weeks with Lauren. And Nate, who is Lauren's boyfriend, panics. Yeah, it was <laughs> such a cringeworthy moment when you're just like, oh, don't do it. Like, is it that you don't know you have mic'd? Have you forgotten that you have a mic on you and that their camera's around? Like, what is happening? After he's just whispered to somebody else, I'm going to choose you. Oh, it was so awful. So, so awful. awful. And I was really shocked she said yes. Well, yes and no, because they hadn't really gone into the experiment properly. And this is somebody that she loved and wanted to be with. Their major issue was children. I feel like they have more issues than just children, but that was the biggest one. Um, Yeah. So let's add some context. So basically, they came onto the show because Nate, the guy who was 30, and she is 24, I think. Mm -hmm. Um. So he really wants to get married and have babies. Like he wants to have children. Children is the big thing for him. And he wants to issue an ultimatum to his girlfriend, Lauren, because she doesn't want children. Yeah. And they can't agree on this. Otherwise, they're really committed to each other. Mm -hmm. And so his thing when he was going into the show is that I want to have... I want to have children. If I'm not going to have them with you, I'm going to find someone who I can have children with. But at the end, he ended up proposing to her anyway and saying, you know, oh, well, if I can't have children, then I'll I'll live with that. I don't have a family without you. And my mind was blown. <laughs> like Everyone I was. was. So Everyone was confused. Like, this man has spent the last however long just children, children, children. I want children, children, children. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. being like, oh, my only family is you. If it's just you, that's okay. No, no. no. Oh. It was. I was so stressed. And I was really stressed for her. Yeah. Because it was, I, so I've had this, com- I've had a conversation with my dad when um, we were just talking about, marriage and kids and stuff like that in general and he asked me if I want to have children but he always kind of knew that I probably didn't Mm -hmm. and I said that I'm open to changing my mind but I'm not I'm not the person to bank on like I'm not the person to to guarantee that I will give you children because the second that you pressure me the second that you say you know um I really want children. I really want children with you is the day that I definitely say no. Like it needs to, like I say, like you said about getting there in your own time with men asking, uh, proposing or anyone proposing, you know, 
let me get there. Yeah. You know, true. you need to be as hands off as possible with me and mm-hmm. kids. Like I do not want to feel a, a tiny hint of pressure because I'll definitely say no. Yeah. So I felt really, ooh, don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, I felt really stressed for her because I put myself in that position of this guy saying, you know, I really want babies and otherwise I'm going to leave you. I'm like, ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. horrible. <laughs> it was, it was a really bizarre it was a bizarre situation to be in and I know that she said yes because she loves him and you know he said all the right things in that moment of that proposal um but I hope that when she watched it back she would have had some more than second like multiple thoughts on the whole thing and anyway that's not even the focus of this it's more about yeah children and finances I think you need to be on the same page so we had the children conversation before we got married like even before we were engaged we knew where we both stood on children the two of us my husband and I weren't sold sorry mum and dad I'm saying it publicly I am not sold on the idea of children I love my friends kids Um, and the kids in our family. And that's what confuses the people who know even more because I'm good with their children. But that's a completely different thing to having my own child in the house 24 seven. And people will say I'm selfish. Someone did call me selfish and I was really confused. And I'm like, you know me well, do I strike you as a selfish person? They said no, which is why they're even more confused that I don't want children. But I was just like, why is, rearing a child and like having a child synonymous with being like selfless. With not yeah to, yeah with being selfless it's a lie oh. I actually think that people who have some some people that have kids it's for selfish reasons because people yeah some of the reasons a baby yeah they keep saying to me like <laughs> imp- when people are trying to get me to like change my mind or to because I say change my mind I am not a hundred percent no but I'm definitely not like yeah I want a baby um so when they, some of the reasons that they give me, especially the woman who called me selfish, oh, but you know, who will look after you? That's selfish. That is selfish. Yeah. Oh, that is selfish. but I said, I could always adopt a child if I want one. What? What do you mean adopt a child? You may as well have one. It won't look like you. That's selfish. That's actually That's narcissistic. Selfish. Like you want a, a mini version of you. Why? Of you. To live out yeah. your dreams, your failed dreams. That is very selfish and she looked Mm. at me like I had just slapped her face she was so angry (laughs) but I just thought have you ever really oh then she started talking to me about legacy and I said Mm -hmm. to her do you know who have you ever heard of Oprah she said yeah who hasn't does Oprah have kids and then again she looked at me like what I said your children are not your legacy they are their own human beings they can be part of your legacy but you shouldn't put that on a child um, yeah. there's yeah there's so many thoughts there but all this to say we talked about this before um we got married so when people are mm-hmm. like oh my god you've been married this long you don't have a child kind of insinuating is there something wrong and I'm like well no I mm-hmm. haven't tried to have a child like I'm not yeah. ready I'm it, it, like you just said it has to be when I'm ready how does mm-hmm. next question immediately how did your husband feel about that I'm like, what kind of question is that of course we discussed <laughs> it he feels the same and people actually question me, like, are you sure he feels the same? Is it just you? Is he just going along with what you want? 
Excuse me. That way around. Oh, I don't know. They it's always the they always blame the woman. The woman. Yeah, they always say that oh, it's you that doesn't want the 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 child. The man always does. It's like no, there are lots of men that really do not want kids, and for good reasons. There are lots of good reasons not to have children. So, so many reasons. I think people just go into it without thinking, and the two of us are way too introspective. Like we think too much. To, mm. to just be having a child, like, randomly, with reckless abandon, like, oh, it'll be fine. No, we need to talk these things through. So yes. um, I think, you know, whether you want a child, you don't want a child. And whether you have money, you don't have money. Because there are people who have zero money and will still go ahead and have a child. And they'll make it work. Um, In mm-hmm. Christian circles, they always say, God will provide. Because whenever I say, oh, but money, God will provide. Yeah, um, tell that to starving people with children. Like, yeah, it's that believe in God. God hasn't provided mm-hmm. in those situations. It's a very tangible, real situation that they are in. So um, I think it just depends on your personality. It also depends on you two as a couple. You need to, mm-hmm. whatever your stance is, you have to be on the same page. You have to you just talk have it through. All this, like the- oh, like I'll be with you anyway if it, if. I, even if you don't want kids, no. even though that's like a heart's desire, you will be with them. But there's a ticking time bomb on that relationship. There is a, sh- exactly. it, it's, it's got a shelf life. It's just, it was just, and like the, the most, the, the next most stressful thing that those two people, that they did was say at the reunion that they've compromised and they've compromised and they're going to have one. And I'm like, huh? Like, <laughs> you've compromised and you're going to have a whole human. That's a compromise. Yeah. <laughs> just, a human oh God, that it was you just, said it, you don't want. Um, oh, it I just don't makes know. me so stressed. And the thing is, is that at least agree in the beginning. Because I know a, a, a YouTuber... I knew of a YouTuber who um, who is married and has been married for a couple of years and they agreed that they didn't want children all that kind of thing at the beginning and he started to change his mind now mm-hmm. and that is a whole other kettle of fish right but at least at the beginning you were aligned if you're not aligned at the beginning even at the beginning yeah. there's no hope you know because mm-hmm. people do change so i'm just like you need to have these things figured out as much as possible yeah at the beginning life happens like you said with this youtuber i have so many questions there though has she, is she has she changed her mind like no, it, it was just a passing comment. It was literally in the okay. skit. Wow. I was just like, okay. Well, yeah, life happens. I wish them every success. And pe- people can change their minds. You may begin your relationship being like, yeah, actually we might be childless. Or yeah, I do want kids. And then you see the reality of either side and then think, actually, no, I think we could add a child to our family. Or yeah, no, I absolutely don't want children you know um it swings Mm -hmm. and roundabouts really and it's my situation particularly is not helped by the fact that I have a friend who essentially regrets motherhood and then Mm. I also have friends who have kids don't necessarily regret having them but they're like yeah if I were to do this again I don't know if I'd do it but I love my children like the person who regrets motherhood still loves her children but um yes of course yeah I have some friends who are very real about the whole thing and they're just like yeah I 
think you two should stay childless, actually. Like, they're great, yeah. but also they're terrors. And I'm like, this is so confusing. <laughs> but then I have the friends who everything is amazing. A, you know, a child screaming the house down. Oh, they're amazing. Like, it's amazing. Like, so <laughs> I'm just like, you have a very different temperament to me few people can just find all of that absolutely like golden um yes it's yeah this whole no. topic is person specific but for me i believe that you two should at least begin as olivia just said on the same page if you want children great be with somebody who wants children if you don't want children be with somebody who doesn't want children if one of you or both of you change your mind along the way, then you'll have to deal with that as that comes. But at least start yes. on, on like, not on a battlefield. Start, you know, on fertile yeah. ground. These two, the couple that we're speaking about specifically, Lauren and Nate, they are starting on a battlefield. The fact that the, the, the flag waving at the end, the white flag was, oh yeah, let's just settle on one child. I'm like, this is not... Like, even a pet is, you know, for life, basically. It's not yeah. something you can return. <laughs> this is not, what no. What are we going to have for dinner? Because no, we can eat exactly. something tomorrow. Like a child, it's not really refundable. It's I mean, not a compromise. That's not, that is not a compromise. Uh, uh, maybe it I is, don't... to be fair. In some, to some people, it is a compromise. I, 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 I mean... She was saying during the during her talks with the other guys that she might be a bit more open to kids than she seemed like she was with, yeah. with Nate. So, you know, maybe it is genuinely a compromise and I do wish them every success, but it just felt like if you really, you know, because I also felt what she was saying at the beginning where she's like, I'm really awkward around kids. Like I don't, I'm not used to kids. Mm -hmm. Like I've, I've never had that instinct to be around kids. I'm the same. I'm not a maternal person. I don't have young babies around me and things like that. Um, so I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> more, more so. Right. So it's just an intimidating prospect because I'm not used to children. Um, and I felt that and I was just like, huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Her conversation before we move on to the next bit, I know we've dragged this a little, but her conversation with the mm. other guys where she said that she was potentially open to it. I think it was Colby she was speaking to. Um mm. I took that in the same way I took the money comment. She just didn't want to have a child with him. I think mm -hmm. if she was with somebody like Colby or anybody else who was a bit more understanding and less so like, I want this, I want this, I want this, she probably mm -hmm. would have gotten there on her own. So even though the one is mm -hmm. kind of a compromise because she may be open to it, I just don't think she should be having one with him personally. Um, if somebody, mm -hmm. if she was with somebody who was a bit more open, a bit more like, okay, yeah, I would love a child, but equally I love you and I will see where we go. Not, I have to have one, I really want this family. She may well have, no, it wasn't Colby. It was Randall, maybe. I can't remember who it was that she was speaking to. No, it was to. Colby. Oh, okay. It was Colby. Yeah, I do mm -hmm. feel like she she may have gotten there of her own accord. She needed to work through whatever was going on internally. And she mm -hmm. did give the reasons. Like, he worked a lot. He wasn't there. So she's already scared about having a child. But to now be doing that kind of on her own while he's gone. She needed support. Mm -hmm. That's what mm -hmm. she needed. Um. I think she didn't feel safe enough in that yeah. relationship to be like this is a dependable person to have a child with because I completely feel that too 
Like I would need someone who was proper there. Same. You know, I need to feel completely locked in, completely secure, not even in the relationship for myself, but in the relationship for the child. Even if something doesn't happen, if something happens to the two of us, yeah. that the child will always have your presence. That's mm-hmm. like so super important. So I would need to feel all of those things to even consider and mm-hmm. you can't force me to do that by telling me that you want it, right? And that's why I'm like, Ugh, that whole situation was horrible. <laughs> I personally don't think what Lauren did was sac- um, compromise. I think what she did was sacrifice. She sacrificed a piece of herself for her relationship. Um, it, to me, it's more of a compromise if it were the other way around. And he possibly didn't want a child and said, okay, let's have one. Because he's not carrying the child for nine months. He's not now going to be labelled as the primary caregiver to this child by society. It doesn't always work that Mm -hmm. way. Sometimes your father is your primary caregiver. But especially now that we've learned that he works a lot and all of that. Like that's, it would only have been a compromise if it was the other way around. And he was like, okay, let's have one. What she's done Mm -hmm. is sacrifice. Mm. But anyway, Mm. our next point... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah wishing them every every success yeah so our next point um is basically more of like the theme of the show like something came up again and again and again and it was about people not listening basically um they're feeling like they couldn't express themselves like ray was obviously very she found it really difficult to express her emotions in general which she acknowledges and something that she will work on in her own time because obviously there's a lot of traumatic response to why she can't mm-hmm. express her emotions which we all a lot of people have um and then there were people that just felt like they weren't being heard all of the time like one of the weirdest one of the like most shocking lines at the right at the beginning was mm-hmm. from Jake so Jake and April were together and then Jake you know, goes off and does his dalliances. But right at the beginning, um, Jake says, I have sacrificed my passions and all of this stuff that I love to keep you happy. Huh? What? Like my 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 heart was in my yeah. mouth and it was like I I was that was so stressful. Yeah. And it was like, you know, because of this, you're with this person that just shouts over you and completely like barrels the relationship Mm -hmm. because you don't feel listened to you don't feel heard you don't feel like part of the relationship and so this whole all of this could be avoided if they actually listened to each other yeah (laughs) they didn't listen to um absorb they listened to respond whatever they were hearing never settled in their spirits they just kind of carried on and bulldozed over each other because if they had all well most of them if they had all really listened they probably wouldn't be on the show um Mm. yes exactly but it was really heartbreaking when he said that like oh you know he sacrificed that as a married person it's not to say you won't have to sacrifice in some way for your marriage and your relationship at some point but you should not be sacrificing fundamentals of yourself like you should bring your whole best self to your marriage not Mm -hmm. oh well you don't like this so I'm not going to I get that there's some compromises you can make like somebody doesn't like you chewing with your mouth open 
perhaps you could close it when you choose so you don't irritate them. Those sorts of things. But not like I'm sacrificing all my passions and my loves and then who are you? You're not you. Mm. You are not you. Exactly. You're not the best version of you for that person. You're the version that they want you to be. But is that really you? Exactly. And that's why they didn't want he didn't want to get married because he wanted to go traveling and mm. do all of this stuff and kind of re- rediscover himself after the military. Yeah. And that was what I, that's what I heard just from reading between the lines of what he was saying that, you know, that he, he wants to do all of these other things and like rediscover those passions and things like that, you know, not feel like everything is on April's time. Like yeah. when she wants to get married and when she wants to have kids and stuff like let her, let you know, them live a little you'll those of you who have watched and again if you haven't shameless bug we're not getting paid but go and watch um (laughs) i think we all need to be a bit more mindful of how we listen to our partners one of my friends um i say friends i've never met her in real life but we've been communicating online for years on instagram and before that it was blogger or something anyway she posted something recently um, where it was a picture of a book and it had like handwriting in it. And she said, look at the caption if you want to know what's in this book. And so her and her husband in the early days struggled with their communication, especially when they had like an argument or whatever. So they would write to each other in this book as a way of like, I'm going to get out how I feel and then you will respond and, you know, They don't use the book anymore, but in the early days, it was pivotal in both of them being heard. Because maybe you can't articulate yourself if you were trying to discuss it, or if you have a kind of personality where you don't say how you feel. So they chose to write write it down. And I thought that that was a really novel idea for people who struggle um, with being able to say how they feel. Um, maybe if you have time to sit and write, then you can articulate yourself better, get everything that you want to say out, especially because there's no one to interject. No one can um, stop your flow. Mm -hmm. And then they have time to sit and consider and then write your response back. And then it goes back and forth until you're like, you've resolved. But um, yeah, if you ever have, if you choose to have marriage counseling before you get married, it is one of the things they tell you about. They talk about communication as like one of the pillars of your relationship. And I think people say it in life anyway, all the time. But how many people actually even hear that? You hear it, but do you absorb it? How do you communicate with somebody, not just your partner, but also your friends and your family? Um, Because so much conflict can be resolved or avoided by just hearing what the person is actually saying, not hearing what you want to hear or what you want, like Mm -hmm. what you think it is and conjuring something up in your head. Um, The people in this show really needed to have listened to each other more because I know, although if they had, we wouldn't have this fun thing to have watched. We wouldn't because they would have been in better, healthier relationships. And some of them may not even be together to have been on this show to be issuing each other ultimatums. That's true. But it made me think that there are so many relationships that are like this, you know, there are so many relationships that are like that. And I wondered, you know, particularly because these people are so young, but also they've been together for quite a short amount of time. Um, I was like, is this a bit of a epidemic 
so to speak like is this mm. un- that unusual like we can all because the thing is is that i was obviously when you're watching reality tv you're quite a judge you're quite judgmental you just be like that is crazy i wouldn't do that blah blah, blah. but then i look back into my own history of dating and the my own history of like communicating and stuff and I was the exact same as so many of these people in at some points in my life Mm -hmm. like I have made I have been the one that does all of the talking or I have been the one that um sacrifices things I want to do and things Mm -hmm. like that and passions and things which I don't think you should do in the first two years of your relationship. Like, you know, if you're, if you're in, which is still like honeymoon phase to me, like if you're in a a year, 18 months or something like that, like, okay, you're starting to get serious, but you should still be your full self at that point. Like Mm -hmm. really, you should still do all the things that you like to do. But I have done that. I have stopped being myself within these really short relationships that are like six months and stuff Mm -hmm. so I can sit here and say you know oh well I would do it better would I that's a thing (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I would um maybe I would because I'm a bit more conscious of it now but definitely not even a year or two years ago Mm so I don't know but our final question for this show um, to wrap it all up is uh, do ultimatums work? Yes. They do? Why? The reason why I say yes, I should contextualize, is because it gets you an answer. <laughs> Not the answer that you want. <laughs> for most of them, it wasn't the answer they wanted. However, well, that's a lie. Half, maybe. Um, it no 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 not a single one got the answer that they wanted really only mm-hmm. one Colby and Madeline were the no, only they ones did. that got married and yeah they got married but the other ones are pl- one's planning a wedding the other one is together and planning on having one kid so that worked oh yeah okay, yeah yeah, yeah okay, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. Sorry, one yeah. two people got well, there was another proposal but then they broke up post the show mm-hmm. and now they're back together mm-hmm. again whatever but it worked yeah well because okay, one right. way or another they got a, what they wanted with the ultimatum was an answer whatever that answer mm-hmm. was whether it's you're marrying me or you're or i'm moving on that is what happened in the show mm. so the ultimatum worked if you say does it work so in the way, yeah, the way a lot of people hear that question is, did I get what I want from this ultimatum? Mm. Oftentimes, if, if we were asking from that point of view, I would say no. Such ultimatums rarely work in people's favour. Like, it doesn't work the way you want it to. But what it does do is expedite an answer. One way or another, mm. something is happening. Whether you like what happens is, you know, questionable, but something is happening. I think it expedites an answer that might not have been the organic answer though. Yes. That's the thing. Because you have people like me who don't like to be told what to do. And if you tell me or pressure me into something, I will rebel because I don't want you to tell me what to do. I Mm. will say no. So even if ultimately I did want to marry you at some point or it was something that I was thinking about or whatever, if you pressure me, 
I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people feel that way because it makes you, what ultimatums do is they, it makes you feel like you don't have agency. Like this person doesn't trust you to make a decision in your own time. That's what it feels like. No, but that's what um, it is. That is exactly what it yeah. is. They don't trust <laughs> the person to make a decision in their own time. So they're leveling yeah. an ultimatum. There was nobody on that show that was together longer than two years. I don't even right. think anyone was together three years. So maybe the longest was like two and a half years or something like that. Um, possibly three. But, it, you know, they did not trust for the relationship to proceed any further without knowing one way or another what the person's intentions were, despite the fact that somebody may have been telling you their intentions um mm. they just wanted it to be definitive um but then that that kind of opens up the conversation of trust but yeah so my blanket answer to that is yes it works in the sense that you get an answer but no because you rarely get the answer you want yeah fair enough what do you think we dear listener be- what do you think <laughs> <laughs> do yeah, ultimatums tell work us, tell us in the comments watch the show tell us what you thought um come and see us on the arrow one bay instagram and for the audiogram of this as well we'll be talking about it um this has been a really fun conversation thank you so much for joining oh, me today and we're going to leave it there we shall see you at some point in the future (laughs) until then take care